Well, everybody, welcome back to the Trick Podcast of Joy and Go So TV on this beautiful Thursday, January 6, 2021. Wow, every time I say January 6 from now on, it's going to remind me of the horror of the insurrection at the Capitol a year ago. May God protect our beautiful country and may he eliminate all of the Trumpism in this beautiful world that we live in, in Jesus' name. But I'm not going to talk about politics today. I'm actually going to talk about who do you want to be? What's the kind of person that you want to become? And to learn from the things that you've done before and how they've made you feel. I was listening to a podcast by a friend, Amanda, and she was talking about this topic of goal setting for 2022. And she said something that really hit me. I wrote it down. And she was talking about how to follow your dreams and kind of what your goals would be. But then she said, I have it here, a beautiful line that, as I said, really struck struck a chord, struck a nerve. I'm looking forward here. And it's, what's the kind of person that you want to be? Or who is the kind of person that you want to be? I don't know why that really hit me. Who's the kind of person that I want to become and I, I no longer want to be? When I was a pastor, a lead pastor, the last 10 years in different churches and stuff and such, I always knew that this isn't me, that I'm not made for this. There are certain aspects of it, mostly the stress and the overwhelm, the pressure that I kept saying, you know, this is just, I'm not made for this. I'm not built for this. And... I finally listened to that back in August of this year uh, through a lot of difficult circumstances. I basically left lead pastoring. I'll always be a pastor, always be a man of God. And, and I'll, I'll explain to you what I mean by, by all this. But all of that became clear, has become more and more clear in the last few months. I kept saying, I'm not built for this. The stress that I felt, the overwhelm, it just was too much. It wasn't, it wasn't for me. I kept, I kept saying to myself, I'm too much of a lover. I'm too much of a person who wants to love people and help people. I don't want to fight. I don't want to argue. I don't want to fire people. I don't want to evaluate people. I don't want to administrate budgets and have meetings with this and that. I want to love people, care for people, preach the word. I want to disciple people. I want to lead a church. Just not that aspect of it. And so I finally came to that place where even just driving by my old church this week, I drove by there and it's been, as I said, a few months now. And I literally felt like throwing up because of how I felt when I was there. And I'm not saying that the people, of course, were bad necessarily, certainly not the community of people, but the system and who I am and how it made me feel and who I became. I became anxious, very anxious, super stressed, cortisol addiction kind of thing, and then angry, very upset. And that was the only way that I, I could manage my, the huge pressure that I was under. And it just wasn't for me. I don't think it's for many people, but perhaps there are some people that can handle that particular church. 
It doesn't seem like it, but anyway, that's another story. But I know I wasn't built for that. That's not what God wanted for me. That's not what God wants for me moving forward. He wants me to be happy, like he wants you to be happy. And of course, we're going to face many trials, but that was just out of control. And it had a lot to do with just who I am and what I'm supposed to do with my life, and that isn't it. Would I pastor, lead pastor at church again? I don't know. But I know that that cortisol, anxiety-filled life that I lived for 10 years is not who I ever want to be again. I want peace. I want happiness like everyone. And I want to minister and do pick and choose the things that I do love and that are easy for me. And, and so this is now, these are the things that I feel like are me. One is to disciple, to teach, to preach, to disciple people. I love being able to open the word of God and helping people understand it. I love that. I love studying. I love preaching it. I love speaking. I love teaching it. Second is, uh, I guess it's disciple making. It's related, but that's more intimate now. It's more in groups, maybe one-on-one, which is what I love the most, is coaching one-on-one, is a mentoring, especially young people, young adults in their 18 to 35, that, that age group. I love it because that's when I got focused. That's when I, you could say I got saved. I got saved when I was nine, but that's when I was lost in my teen and high, college years. And, and yet that's when... That's when the Lord really got a hold of me. And so, of course, out of that, I have a huge passion for that age group, millennials, Gen Z. Third is mental health. No doubt about it. Once again, out of my own story, I want to help young people, especially Christians who may feel guilty or like this is still some sort of stigma or you can't talk about it or you have to just pray and and, and not talk about this to give them hope and guidance. I would say another thing is the idea of producing, of production, the behind the scenes. I love being on a stage, preaching, teaching, being the center of attention, you could say. But I I love maybe just as much being behind the scenes, producing media, music, recording, mixing, mastering, making beats, uh, producing live shows, podcasts, all that goes with. I always think of Univision and being the producer behind the scenes, calling the shots being that maestro, being the conductor of an orchestra. I love that. I love helping other people succeed as I succeed. And and then, of course, having an opportunity to disciple those people that I work with, to care for them and guide them as a mentor, especially assuming that most of them are young, which is who I love. I would say those are the three, four things that I love the most, that are the natural me And of course, I love my music and all those things, but I really, I don't feel called to be a worship leader. I I don't. I want to be more than that. I want to have worship leaders that I work with, that I mentor and coach and guide, both in real life as well as online. I love the online space. I believe it's the now, the future, with this pandemic that's still raging. This is who I want to be. I want to help churches not just have a live stream, but to monetize it, to provide content for people daily. As I read a quote by um, the uh, the president of Sojourners, he said that he was talking to, I think, the owner of Tesla, maybe it was Elon Musk or someone, that that with all that's happened, the he didn't say the church, but the people are not in a building. 
they they now are everywhere else are everywhere and he said when will the church learn this and i am someone who learned this a long time ago and i am an evangelist you could say for this that we have to keep moving people away from the church i know that sounds sacrilegious i don't mean from the the life of the church or the community called the church the ecclesia but i mean from a building there will always be people, 30 40%, now I'm on my soapbox, that will be in the building, the builders, maybe some Gen Xers, definitely young people as well. But there will be a, a huge amount of people, I don't know what the numbers would be, 40 50%, it's definitely unchurched people that will never go to church, that will listen to content, consume content that is spiritual, that is where they, that, that, is, that is what they need. It really is what's happening in the school system, and as well as in the in the spiritual or psychological counseling uh, counseling world or medical world. Is now you can get your doctor on an app. He calls you now, or you text with your doctor. You don't have to go to the clinic. You still have the same medical needs. I mean, how I wish I have a tooth that hurt hurts me. How I wish that my dentist could come to my house. Or I could meet him or her at a, I don't know, at a Starbucks and he could give me some medicine or I don't know, do whatever he has to do. Yes, there are some things I'll have to probably go into the office, right? And have my tooth extracted. Yeah, can't wait for that. But my point is all the other stuff can be done offline, not in the building. And pastors who get this will figure out ways to monetize this and their tithes will increase and their attendance will increase and their reach will increase. It's what I've seen. It's what I know to be true. It's what's happening in every other industry and the church. I I am that person, both in, I would say my two soapboxes would be the digital world, content creation, and mental health, especially in the church, and especially for young people who are creatives, entrepreneurs, that kind of person who are high achievers, basically people like me, and you, the listener. This is my, my, my passion, to tell the stories of people that are conquering and that are victorious. Over the last few months, speaking of victorious, I've had the huge privilege to work with victorious, excuse me, Victory Outreach, and we came up with a podcast called Victorious Records, Victorious Podcast. It's kind of on hiatus right now, but we'll come back strong here soon. But working with Larry, Water Walker, with Elsie, with Julie, with Kevin, with Eric, with um, with uh, another group that I can't remember their name, uh, a couple, Anthony and Joseph, shout out to all these amazing friends. Um, it has been a joy, has been a powerful, powerful experience. And not only are they recording amazing music, and sometimes they use my beats, sometimes they have their own beats, but I get to record them and work with them. But I also get to tell their stories through podcasts on YouTube. And people are learning and benefiting from the stories of these amazing young men and women. It's Necessary Roughness. That's what they're called. Shout out to Necessary Roughness. And you can, by the way, watch their interview on my YouTube channel. So it's all there and on this, on this podcast audio as well. That is what I want to do. I want to give myself holistically to this work. And I know the money and all the rest will be there. A hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, a half a million dollars, whatever I want and God wants from me, I know it'll be there. I'm not worried about that at all. I know God will provide. Of course, it's going to take some time to build it, but I'm in it for the long haul. And I want to be on the, on the cutting edge. I want to be a pioneer again. 
I don't want to just go back to doing the same old thing of leading a traditional church that's dying, that's trying to be more multi-ethnic. <laughs> Been there, done that. I have the mental health <laughs> uh, bills to, to, to prove it. You know, I don't want to go back there ever again. I don't want to be that person again. So as you head into 2022 here, now we're into almost halfway through January. Who is the person that you no longer want to be? Who is the person that you do want to be? How did your previous experience affect you? Who did you become that you do not want to be? Or maybe your current experience is making you into someone who you do want to be. That you can say, you know what, I was made for this. If that's how you feel, then you ca- you, you got to keep going. But if that's not how you feel, if you can honestly say, like I said, you know what, I'm not built for this. I'm not made for this. Then I want to invite you to be a part of this community called Gozo where we talk about all of these topics that I've mentioned of entrepreneurship and creativity and mental health and success and high achieving and disciple making and community and all these things that, we're, that, we're, that I'm talking about here. These are the things that I love to do. I envision having a summit, a virtual summit where we come together. I envision having in, in-person retreats at some point again. I envision having books and of course, music that is going to come out of this movement. I envision going worldwide with this because the whole world needs to hear this message of hope and gozo and joy. I envision, of course, success financially as well as in in young people being able to perform their music and, and reach people for the gospel through their music, through their films, through their podcast. I envision having this be a move of God that will touch the world. So I hope that you can join me. You can do that by simply going to my website, davidtree.com slash podcast, and you can sign up there to get connected. Thank you again for being here, and I will see you next time.